Welcome to Gold Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Gold Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the NHL Stanley Cup Final being a whole lot better than the NBA Finals. Come on, the proof is in the pudding and with your eyes. We're also going to talk about being ready for some football once again. And, of course, we're going to put a subject on for the review, as we always do. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline Nashville. So the Stanley Cup final between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Nashville Predators are now a best of three. With a 4-1 to victory Monday night, the Predators are now two wins away, just like the Penguins are, from hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup. But the talk is a little more centered around how a city who is located in the South, who actually has caught the hockey bug. NBC Sports has really been happy about the attention that hockey has gotten and drawn in Nashville and well they should be because being that I am actually living here you look around the city and you see nothing but yellow jerseys all around it is a a pleasure to actually see a city get galvanized by a sporting team I always say that one of the best civic things that could ever happen to a city is seeing a team have its run all the way through the final stages of its journey in a season to a championship there's nothing that brings a city closer than that so for just that alone it is a victory. Now, will they get the ultimate victory? The Predators, I mean, we'll find out. But they are still facing the defending world champs, and they still have to go to Pittsburgh. Dateline, Oakland. It looks like the Warriors are having their way with the Cavaliers. A 113-91 victory in Game 1 was followed by a 132-113 spanking in Game 2. Clay Thompson had this to say about the triple-double that Steph Curry put on in Game 2. Quote, That's what everyone wants to see. Some of the best players in the world go against each other. Steph made a great move, got by him, and finished. That's what he does. Close quote. Oh, you mean the double dribble? That's what he does? He double dribbles? Yeah. The move in which he's talking about is when Curry backed James into the block, then dribbled out to the three-point line, danced with him a little bit, pirouetted, and before he made his final drive to the hole, clutched the ball and then dribbled again. Now, for those who are not aware of how basketball operates in, in rules... You cannot pick up a dribble, have both hands on the ball, and then start the dribble again. That, my friends, is called a double dribble. Can you say double dribble? I knew you could. But enough of the Mr. Rogers neighborhood lesson. Mr. Draymond Green himself was enjoying the show along with Curry and Durant, who put forth 33 point, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 block shot performance in the same game. He said... Quote, it seemed like it's personal for both of them. And you are talking two of the greatest players that we got in this world locked in the way they are. That's why we're up 2-0. Close quote. Well, now the Cavaliers have to stave off the charge. And can they actually get a defense going? Because allowing 113 and 132 points to a team that simply can have its way offensively is not the business. Because you're not going to go far with a defensive performance like that. Mm. Let's stay on the West Coast, shall we? 
Dateline Anaheim. Congratulations to the former Cardinal, now current Angel, Albert Pujols. The 37-year-old made history by being the ninth player in Major League Baseball history to hit 600 homers. You heard me correctly. 600. He hit 600 last Saturday night. He also became the fourth youngest player to hit 600 and he also became the third player ever to hit 600 homers and 600 doubles. He's just been a steady performer ever since the year 2000 and he just keeps going and going and going. Congratulations, Albert. And as I said to a, a friend of mine, you're the type of player that I don't like. But you will be a player that I always respect. And the only reason why I don't like you is because you're not on my team. And that's the ultimate sign that I can pass on to any person who is great, but it's not on the squad I back. So congratulations, Albert, man. I, you're on a fast track to the Hall of Fame. And I look forward to your, your speech when it happens. But I look forward to see what more you got to put on the diamond. But congratulations once again, Albert. Well deserved. Let's go back up the coast, shall we? Dateline, Oakland. Again. Steve Kerr was asked following Game 2's wonderful performance, his first being on the bench since his spinal cord surgery. He had to field a question about how he got his players to play defense along with the offensive performance that they provide already. Kerr answered this question with the following. Quote, I didn't. I didn't. Mark Jackson did. Honestly, when I was in TV, I was doing Warriors games for years. Every year, they were one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Mark came in and made a focus of being a tough defensive-minded team. The trade for Andrew Bogut, to me, changed the identity of the team. The year before I got here, the Warriors were the fourth-ranked defensive team in the league. Already top five. We knew what we had. We didn't change one thing defensively. We started switching more when Draymond took over that power forward role. But for the most part, our schemes, everything stayed the same. We already knew they had established that defensive identity. Our job was to improve the offense, to get more movement and more flow. And that was my focus. Close quote. And this is where I got to give props in two different ways to Mr. Kerr. Firstly, in being the class act that he is. The fact that he actually gave a nod to the guy who preceded him speaks volumes to him. And really, I don't think anyone has a negative thing to say about Kerr. And I certainly don't. The other is he is exactly right. Defensively, they were fine. Their issue was offensively, they were stagnant because it got to the point where you had Curry dribbling a lot and Thompson dribbling a lot without involving other players on the floor. And when they're hot, it's great. When they're not, that means the offense is stagnant and the team is stagnant. And that also has a big bearing on the defense, too. So kudos to Kerr for being bright enough to understand this is the exact way we can tweak what hasn't gone right before to make it go right now. And now they're two wins away from winning their second championship in three years. But kudos to Kerr for the class. Class act all the way. When I come back, we're going to touch on a familiar subject, sports subject. And upon further review, but immediately following the break, Oklahoma University will not be the same again. Come on back.
You want news? With the Z. Action. With the Z. Entertainment. With the Z. Education. With the Z. Inspiration. With the Z. Motivation. With the Z. Comedy. With the Z. In sports. With the Z. If you want all of that and then some, come on down to Cole Sports with the Z. Dot com. So after 18 years of being on the sideline, Oklahoma head coach in football, Bob Stoops, is retiring. I really don't know how to take that, considering that I, I lived in Houston for a while and I was around and somewhat supported the University of Texas program. There, There is a part of me that's rejoicing, but a whole lot of me is perplexed. And, and here's why I'm perplexed about it. Now, I'll get the good things out the way. So you had a guy who won a national championship in 2000. He was hovering around the top five often. And he actually ended up getting the nickname Big Game Bob because of his early success. He came in young. He was 36 when he got the job back in 1999. And he's still young. He's only 54. But what I find perplexing, I think, after all of what has gone down in his career there is why now? Why step down now? And we could talk about how sometimes he wasn't such the big game Bob. For instance, the national title game in 2003, where he lost to LSU. How about the national semifinal two years back in Lucy to Clemson? Or the national title game against Urban Meyer in Florida? Or the whooping that USC put on Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl in 2004? Oh, I'm so sorry. The game doesn't count. Tis tisk, Reggie Bush. With that aside, we had to, of course, deal with the chaos of the Big 12 shuffling and teams moving, teams coming in and going out, teams becoming aligned and not aligned. And he stayed steady and his team was brought to 10 Big 12 championships in his regime. But could it be that he had to deal all too closely with the Joe Mixon scandal? And now that he's gone, it took a lot out of him. Could it be that? And I'm asking this question just purely out of my own feeling because that makes it a little suspicious to me. This isn't something that I've heard others talk about. It's just me. But then again, we all get to a certain time in our lives where we want to live for ourselves. And coaching a program as high profile as Oklahoma, as Urban Meyer in first Florida, now Ohio State, Nick Saban now with Alabama, and I'll throw in Dapple Sweeney now with Clemson, can all attest. And as name your head coach up in Notre Dame can attest too, it is literally a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job and not just on fall and late summer. You live this job whether you're coaching a game in November or you're trying to search for recruits in January or February, or if you're kicking back in May, where you don't really have to run camps. No matter what, you live this job all the time, and that could be stressful. And that may be what has gotten Bob to say, yeah, you know what, it's time to put down the clipboard. 
it's time to take off the headset. It's time to live with the wifey and the children and to get life back in order and more power to him. I really do pray, hope and wish that he gets the enjoyment that he's supposed to get out of not having that type of high pressure job. And so he doesn't have to deal with the pressures of playing a team like Ohio State or having to ward off whomever is challenging them for the Big 12 championship or deal with the rivalry that is Oklahoma, Texas, although he dealt with it quite well, because more often than not, he has put the whooping on the Longhorns. Just saying. Bottom line is he has done a wonderful job. He's done a masterful job in bringing the profile of the program back to prominence. Because remember how it was when Barry Switzer was the head coach at Oklahoma? It was a big time program with big time aspirations. And then the sanctions in the early 90s took the program down to an abysmal level before Big Game Bob came in and brought it back to national prominence. He did his job and 18 years of being on the bench In Norman, he deserves to have his roses while he's alive. So congratulations, Bob. I'm glad that I am in the position to say you did a massive job there. Now, enjoy your life from this point on. When I come back, we're going to put this subject familiar to the sports fan, especially the NFL sports fan, upon further Review. For news, comedy, intellect, motivation inspiration, entertainment, all within the sports realm. Come on down to ColdSportsWithAZ.com and get all the latest in news, all the latest in all the latest in sports, all the latest in the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup Final, the Super Bowl, the World Series, the Grand Slams of both golf and tennis, and so much more. ColdSports.com is the place where it's the mecca of sports news. episode of cold sports we're going to of course award the adult of the week we're going to have even more on the nhl stanley cup final and the nba finals hopefully we're not going to be yawning through another game in the nba finals and the nhl stanley cup finals it's now the best of three who's going to win those two games to hoist up lord stanley's cup we'll have a clue as to who will in the next episode and of course we're going to put a subject on further review and tune in this week Cold Sports, Dolt of the Month for May 2017 is upcoming. And that will be released this week. Oh, you ain't going to want to miss that. But see, that is for the future, for the present, though. We're going to put this subject gladly and with pride upon further review. 
Are you ready for some football? That's what you heard from 1989 to around 2011. That is how Monday Night Football started. And you're about to hear Monday Night Football start again that way. You heard me correct. Hank Williams Jr., the man that pinned all my Roddy friends and turned that song into the now current, but probably most popular theme to Monday Night Football, is back. And what I'm enjoying about this particular signing is that there's a lot of layers to peel back on it. But before I peel back those layers, this is what Mr. Williams Jr. had to say. Quote, I hope there will be some happy people on Monday night again. It feels natural, fulfilling and satisfying at this point when you've kind of done it all. Close quote. Yeah, it is. It is. The problem, though, is you have those who took umbrage with what he said six years ago and they still take umbrage with it now. Now, you're probably asking yourself, why was he booted off of doing Monday Night Football theme? This is why. In a Fox News interview back in 2011, he was asked about then-President Barack Obama golfing with then-House Speaker John Boehner. Well, Hank said, quote, Barack Obama golfing with John Boehner, it's like Adolf Hitler golfing with Netanyahu. Close quote. Williams also referred to Joe Biden and President Barack Obama as quote the enemy close quote all right now it's time to peel back the layers sports fan has looked at espn and they probably have looked at other networks as well but definitely espn and they have cited the network for being extremely liberal not left-leaning extremely left-leaning and i've said this to many of of my circle i said that espn has been putting their ear to the street, so to speak, and they want to appeal to as many people as they possibly can. So we have to appeal to a more conservative base as well. Well, why not appeal to that conservative base by bringing back a guy that has conservative values who most Americans actually love because he has a great voice and a great personality. And it actually may help bring up the ratings. That have been sagging for Monday Night Football many, many, many years now. You know, for the people. <laughs> All right. I find that to be the biggest motivating factor, in my opinion, that ESPN doesn't want to appear to be left leaning so hard that they want to appeal to all. And whenever you invoke the name of Hitler, you're going to pretty much get outrage. I don't care who it is. And for those who think that ESPN won't do that to left-leaning people. Take one Jamel Hill. Yes, the hers in his and hers and the hers that's in Sports Center 6 or The 6. Well, before she was an honor personality, she was a columnist for ESPN and other newspapers around the country. Well, almost 10 years ago, she wrote something that was directed toward the Celtics brand and the, I guess, as a fan, the hatred that she has for the Celtics. Because she said, or I should say she wrote, quote, Rooting for the Celtics is like saying Hitler was a victim. It's like hoping Gorbachev would get to the blinking red button before Reagan. Close quote. 
Now, for those who think that she got off from saying that or writing that, she got suspended for it. So for those who say, well, they wouldn't do this to a person who leans left. Well, ESPN did that to a person who leaned left and Mitch and Hitler. So know that this is a topic that is very difficult to breach the right way. Back to Hank Williams Jr. Do I personally think he needed to be yanked off of the Monday Night Football theme? No. He offered an opinion. It may not be a favorable one to many, and it may not be the right one. Because I kind of feel like it's off. But if that's what he thinks, if that's what he feels, more power to him. And I'm glad he expressed it. Let him express it more often. Let him express more of those more often. Let him say his piece. We need to hear that. We do need to hear that. So we can grow. And so he can grow. Well, you say this. Well, why do you feel this way? Because that's important to me. If this is how you feel. Okay, well, how do you feel this way? To just simply cut him off, I don't think was the right move. But hey, I'm not the head of ESPN. I'm not the heads of ESPN. So do I find what he said controversial? Somewhat. But I I find it controversial only because he invoked the name of Adolf Hitler. If he felt that Barack Obama is the enemy, fine. There are many people now who think that Donald Trump is the enemy and are in sports and have vocalized it. Should they be pulled off air? No. That's their opinion. And if they feel free to express it, more power to them for expressing it. Could they be wrong? Yeah, they could be wrong. But at least they express it and let us actually enjoy and celebrate the fact that they express their opinion. So, Hank, even with the fact that you do have the the stars and bars on your website and and you you support the, the southern feel and the southern brand, you're free to believe what you believe, my friend. Welcome back. I'm glad that you are at the helm of singing Monday Night Football again. I'm actually happy to have you back. I just pray, though, sir, that you open your mind just like we all have to open ours. But with that being said, I'm glad to hear your voice again. If you happen to like this episode, or any episode that you've heard thus far, a regular show, an interview, or a special, follow this brand on Cold Sports with a Z.com. That's Cold Sports with a Z.com. You can find my room there, Cold Sports VIP room. You can find your way to speak on air, Cold Sports VIP speak. You can also get a free book, Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, The Five Greatest Quarterbacks in NFL History. All that is there. At ColdSportsWithAZ.com And if you want to buy merchandise I have hats, shirts, coats, jackets, hoodies All for you, ready for you And where can you find that? ColdSportsWithAZ.com And look forward to the newsletter That is something new Because you get the sneak peek as to what's going to come up Before everybody else does So one more time If you want to experience this brand in its totality, come on down to ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can check out me and this brand and all it represents on Cold Sports with the Z. It doesn't matter where you listen to me, how you listen to me, or when you do. I just want you to do this one simple thing, VIP. That is to enjoy the content.
For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.